Hey everybody. So, um, I just was on Netflix and I saw this show with uh, Bill Gates. Uh, it's been out a while, but I thought it was kind of cool. I mean, I, I love learning about smart people, you know, and, and their reasonings or whatever in their families. I thought it was really cool um, how much he tries to do for society, how much we don't help him. <laughs> do for our society. Whew, poor Bill Gates. He must be like really, really astonished of how we've survived. Anyway, but um, one of the episodes was about him trying to eradicate polio in uh, India. And I, I always known that polio is around, you know, the world. We might not see it here in the States, but you know, because of some people, uh, it's, it's, it's dangerously uh, coming back so I was sitting there watching it and I felt so sad you know to see someone else um, basically having to deal with this on their own because um, yeah most of them get dumped most children who are bon born with polio are, are being thrown away or given away or given to the government or whatever the case may be. Now, they already had a um, severe, severe population problem. And one of the bigger problems and issues where children were being thrown away and they were starving and th ugly things are happening, you know, with them. Um, I, I wish I had money or something to help them with, but I, I don't. So anyway, getting back to the point. So I see Bill Gates trying to do this, trying to do all this stuff for them. And, and the vaccine is actually um, not that expensive. As usual, though, all this politics, all this stuff goes into it. Why? I don't understand. You want to help a country and, and you want to do something for them? A, why is that country being so difficult if someone's trying to help you? And B, why are we being so difficult if we're just going to send the meds over there? I never, and I hate that, that society's like that, you know, and I hope one day we change. But the point being is I was watching this and, oh my God, I saw so many different levels of polio that it took me right back to um, being at the Shriners Hospital and all those children, you know, stage one all the way to five. And it, and by the way, that's a <sighs> crazy. Anyway, I'm trying to speak while trying to explain to you how disgusting it was for me to see this. Again, I thought it was done. And, and naively, I've thought, well, for sure, everybody's gotten vaccinations, for sure. Everybody around the world is pretty much done with this disease, for sure. And I, I always forget that, no, not for sure. No, not everybody. And it kind of sucks. <laughs> I kept watching this, and I, I started to get emotional. And I, I didn't think I would, but I did. Because I saw so many children dragging themselves on the floor uh, the, the length uh, of the legs were so severe these, these are cases I haven't seen in a very long time 
and it, it drove me insane I was just looking at it like why not only do they get to suffer because they were abandoned um, but on top of that they're going to be taken advantage of and ignored by society because they're disabled and homeless and dirty and kids yeah it was just like town it reminded me of uh, all the shit that I had to go through when I saw one particular child dragging himself on the floor through the streets I was told many many times that I didn't qualify for uh, disabled benefits now you gotta understand I never knew that we were applying for that you know my dad did that when on his own I was a kid I don't know so I was going through my records recently because you know I was cleaning and organizing due to the pandemic <laughs> and um, I found every single record about me and my disability in the records my father had saved and brought over to me so I can keep them now you know he never threw anything away when it came to that and in a letter from disability okay a government letter it literally stated that I didn't qualify because technically I wasn't dragging myself on the floor. That popped in my head when I was watching this and I just started giggling going, oh my God, isn't that just peachy? You know, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't. And I couldn't understand. I don't. I don't understand. And this is why I'm doing this, guys. The idea that it, it's something completely avoidable to me. The idea that you wouldn't avoid it. That you wouldn't want that one thing out of your child's life. So, you know, just permanently, oh, take it away. Uh, let's move that obstacle out of the way. This way they never have to deal with it is amazing to me because they're willing they're willing so consequences um after watching that i realized once again like i always have i am very fortunate i had some of the best doctors i still do you know trauma surgeons and stuff like that I, I've met some of the greatest doctors in my opinion my humble opinion and they really do care about me um, and how I'm doing and what I'm doing and it's nice so to see that on TV you know on Netflix and how people don't care it it takes someone yelling and screaming and pounding on the floor saying look look for you to care and I get it I do I don't expect society to care about everything but when it's that many oh god when it's that many it was streets full of children with polio and then I started thinking damn if even one American with kids that aren't vaccinated is down there or has a child down there and this happens, I mean, I just, my mind just went and I was like, oh God. But, no, that's the thing. 
uh, they interviewed one of the children there and they were talking about vaccinations and he said well my country's my parents are poor they couldn't do it and that's why I pedal on the street like he literally you know goes and asks for money on the streets while his parents work a job that pays them like I think 10 cents or something like that and the reporter tells the kid oh well you know vaccines stuff like that they're available did you know that some people in the United States refuse for their children to get vaccinations this kid's face you should have seen it and I'm sure you will if you watch it was shocked he was like what why that makes no sense i have an excuse i had no access and i'm poor what's your excuse and i was like that's right baby that's right damn skippy but it was oh my god anyway but i watched all different kinds of things i love watching documentaries i love watching the news tv shows movies you name it and um i've always been criticized because I don't shed a tear on certain emotional movies um, and my response to them has always been this a movie is fake it's not real it's a story and even if the story was real it didn't happen to me so I keep my feelings in check do I feel empathy for them absolutely if it's true but no I'm not gonna sit here and cry you know, I just don't. I don't. And over the years, they always ask me, well, what movie has brought you, like, to sadness or tears? And I said, there's only been a couple, but, you know, it doesn't matter. Well, then, uh, a couple of weeks before this, uh, this great comedian from Australia got a show on Netflix called Hannah. Um, and the show is called Douglas. <laughs> oh my god, she is amazing, hilarious, completely a 180 from her first show called Natalie. Wait, was it Natalie? I don't, I don't remember, but or, or what? Yeah, it was, I think it was. Anyway, um, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> because at first I was expecting, you know, um, something different something uh, another emotional portal that she was going to put us through and it wasn't it was quite funny and i love the introduction she explains her entire show to you um dropping little tidbits and one of the things one of the topics she hit was anti-vaxxers and how you know they're wrong and i started laughing because i'm like uh-huh yes they are and um <laughs> how she'll try to sneak it in, you know, sneak in the, the information to them because life is so great with vaccinations and no polio <laughs> in the world. And I was like, that's right. And I started laughing because she's right. It is nice not to see all those diseases. It is nice not to have to face something so ugly in a child's life but if you keep doing this and if we keep forgetting what these vaccinations have done for us 
I don't know we're going to have that herd protection that we need. And I wonder what's going to happen to the next generation. What kind of new and old diseases might appear, especially since the permafrost and all these other things are melting away, releasing things from long ago. But anyway, enough of that. Going back to Hannah. Uh, I think she's amazing. You should watch her show. She's hilarious. She made me laugh and forget my problems. Um, I didn't know about the patch of Douglas, so that was hilarious. Uh, um, art was funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she has art pieces in her show. That was funny. It was nice to see and to laugh at something after watching that documentary <laughs> with Bill Gates. It was funny as I sent them, both of them a message. To Bill Gates, I said, thank you for showing that polio does exist. It wasn't completely eradicated from the States because people are changing the way we do things. But for sure, it's still everywhere around the world that needs it and can't afford it. I lived with it. And I can tell you everything I had to live with. And I'm I'm just level one. From muscular problems to having to deal with weight problems, stomach problems, ribcage problems, bone problems, and believe it or not, skin problems. <laughs> you know? I never thought nor considered myself weak. Never, not once. Mm -mm. I consider myself a pretty tough chick. If I hurt, I get back up. In fact, I was recently told that just two days ago, a friend of mine came over and I gave her a bunch of stuff she needed. And we were just having a soda, talking about whatever not. And yes, six feet apart. And uh, I don't know how it came out. In, in uh, Oh, yeah, she asked me how I was doing. Um, you know, due to everything that's going on, and I have, my immune system has been compromised, and I'm getting treatment for that again, but I'll get into that later. Um, I told her, well, you know, it's scary, people don't listen, but I, I'm hanging in there, I'm cool, I, it's, fuck it, you know, that's what I always say, I was like, it's my saying, and pretty much everybody in my family and friends know it is, I go, it's just another cherry on my cake, that's what I say always it's just another cherry on my cake she laughs she goes that's one of the things I love about you and I go what she goes yeah she goes I saw you one time one of the first times I've met you you were doing something at the store and you were walking around and all of a sudden I just saw you fall and within seconds you just popped right back up and said oh well and, and dusted yourself off and kept working. And I asked another friend that was there that was working with us, what the hell just happened? And she told me, oh, well, you know, she's disabled, so sometimes she her legs just completely give out. They just stop. And she falls. And she jumps right back up. Either she's okay and keeps going, or sometimes she just has to wait a couple minutes. And then keep going and she goes and she's okay with people she goes I think she's past the whole embarrassment 
thing or care and I was I really was and I left and I go oh I didn't know you had seen that and she goes yeah I've seen you fall I've seen you like trip when there's nothing there and I go yeah it's the leg sometimes the leg is it gets heavier and my mind forgets or maybe my body can't so it drags a little which can get caught and I fall uh, for the most part, I make sure I lift up my leg completely because if not, well, there you go. That and the fact that I put scuff marks on my shoes and I hate that. I hate putting scuff marks on my shoes, especially as expensive as shoes are. And um, she started laughing and I go, but you know, I'm not as tough as you think I am. I just accept and it sometimes it's hard to accept. And that's one of the things I realized lately. It's getting really hard to accept, guys. And I'm not trying to bring you down, not at all. But I, you're going to have these moments, like I do. When I was very young, I was very young and naive and dumb. And, and I didn't have a care in the world. We don't have bills. We don't have anything to really worry about. You know, someone else is taking care of us. Teenagers, you have hormones and all this other shit. Which, by the way, depending on what level or what thing happens might affect you. You know? And then when we're adults, the responsibility of life plus this, plus everything else that you have to decide on is sometimes a bit overwhelming. But you're not special you're just different everybody goes through something everybody has it hard one of the things I remind people of is there's always someone who has it worse and I hate to say that but it's true and it, it it's just life there's always going to be someone suffering more than you so you need to suck it up and understand that your life is not that bad the young lady that was here visiting me, my friend, um, she t asked me, she goes, you really believe that? I went, yeah, I do. Whenever I feel low, whenever I want to cry about something stupid like, I don't know, uh, another infection or or I fell or or my pants don't fit right because, because of the fact that I limp and one side of me is thinner than the other, my pants always fall on the left side literally like it's fucking annoying it's i constantly have to be picking them up because they fall and because i'm wearing the back brace sometimes they both fall and i'm like trying to pick up my pants like i'm not trying to show you my ass or my ass crack it's just falling fucking sucks but when i start feeling that way again i either rely on comedy to bring me up or I tell myself why are you feeling sad you are quite fortunate there's people at this moment who are being taken by slave traders raped by pedophiles raped by some rapist murdered tortured or live on the streets or don't have anything to eat so shut the fuck up suck it up and adjust your life to where it makes you happy it's that simple. It might not be great, but it's simple enough to do.
you know you want something work for it work for it and and that's my mentality that's always been my mentality I don't know how I got there to be honest with you but I know I did I know that I have to and then no matter how much I say that I don't mind certain things it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm accepting of all things it's just that I also know that I can't change all things you know no one's gonna bend to me and I'm not gonna bend to them that's human nature most of the time we take care of our own and our families and we try to be good we really do I've seen it I've seen people try I've I got offered so many times this week when I went to the store do you need help and I you know what this time I really did need it I was like yes please can you get the door for me or can you push this out of the way I'm, I'm just not that strong I am not afraid to admit that I hope no one ever takes advantage of that but it's just sometimes you need to know when you need help and not be ashamed of it because there's nothing to be ashamed about it no but I think the reason I've changed so much because I was accused recently of changing a lot like my whole outlook my attitude everything like I've changed and I laughed so hard when that happened um, and I simply said well I am disabled suffered my entire life and then almost died because of cancer I think I own the right to evolve and change and be just a bit bitter about it does it mean that I want to be all the time no does it mean I will be all the time no it just means for that now for this moment I get to be mad about it or happy about it or funny about it or sarcastic mean change whatever life does change you whether you like to see it or not or whether you see it or not it doesn't matter you know events change you slowly you know I recently saw a disabled person he has lupus and I couldn't believe how much pain he was in he was such he passed away by the way he was such a lovely soul <laughs> He knew when I was in pain. Like, I remember we were both at this birthday party and he saw me and he came over and sat next to me. He goes, Hey, Ma. And I'm like, Hello. And he goes, Oh, you're having a day, huh? Here, have a gummy. And I'm like, Ooh, I love gummy bears, but that's not what he meant. <laughs> he meant a gummy bear, <laughs> you know, like nice and loaded and it worked i was like what the fuck was that and he goes it's a gummy bear now when i know that but and he goes oh yeah it's a special one after that i was like i'm getting me some of those so i smoke weed i eat gummy bear cbd oil whatever helps me i do that doesn't make me you know become addictive in any way shape or form because that's why i don't take uh prescription 
uh, like codeine and stuff like that. I, I've seen friends who get addicted to that stuff. And I don't like it. It never really helps anyway. So I, I, I was like, eh. But, um... We talked for a little while, and he asked me how I'm handling, and I'll go, well, so far, you know what I'm doing works. Swimming works. Um, I love doing water aerobics because the water pressure, and this is something I recommend for all disabled people, okay? Water aerobics might be funny, okay? And you might see a bunch of old people, but I'm telling you, it works wonders because the pressure in the water kind of like, squeezes you like a little hug and you don't feel the pain anymore because you're floating you know it's the best feeling in the world I recommend it of course you have to eventually get out of the water and feel it again but it's nice when I don't feel it it feels comfortable it feels great I love it I wish I could afford a pool man that would be the first thing I would do if I won the lottery is like okay a house with property so I can put a pool in and I can stay in there and not feel shit. <laughs> of course, that's not going to happen, but anyway, point being, I recommend it. Try it out. Uh, gummy bears are great. CBD oil is great, uh, especially for the spinal cord. Um, because of chemo, my spine was damaged a little bit, uh, but here's the crazy part. This is what happened, and I think it's hilarious, and, and y'all find it hilarious too. Now, you gotta understand, remember I told you, all my bones, pretty old, man. You know, they're getting up there, they're deteriorating and stuff like that. But one of the medications or the chemical mixture, I don't know what it was exactly, actually caused me to have a bone growth. The problem was, is where the bone growth happened. It was like, so painful. It felt like someone was trying to come through my muscles, tearing through it, like with a knife. That's how it felt. And I was like, okay, can you do that in my leg and not my spine? Like, that would be great. Like, make that grow. Can we do that? Can we? <laughs> of course we can't. But it was fun to think that. It was fun to think that maybe just for one split second, maybe it would make it grow on its own. <laughs> but it didn't. Anyway. Uh, that was yet another side effect. Bone growth, but in such a degree that it's very painful because it's tearing, you know, through you. Uh, now, don't picture a cartoon with bone pops out. No, 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 nothing like that. It's actually very small, but it's very painful because no matter it's like having something stuck underneath your skin trying to get out you know um uh, it was interesting everything that we being different will go through i saw a little boy at the store and uh he didn't have polio but he was um using like one of those crutches that you put through your arm and he has leg problems and I don't mean to stare because I know how that feels so I shouldn't but I did and I just stared at I wasn't staring at him I was staring at the crutches 
because I had to use them. It just took me back to a memory that I thought I had forgotten, or maybe I hadn't, but it was there. I don't know exactly what's happening with me, but I think ever since I started this talk, I've been trying to remember things to better communicate and to better share information with you. I'm not afraid to remember things, and I'm definitely not emotional will be weak or anything like that. It's just sad sometimes to remember. Not that I'm gonna stay sad, it's just sad. Like when I talked about the teacher who put her nails in my arms, I realized that was the moment I became quieter and meek and started failing because I didn't ask any questions and I didn't ask for help. Events in your life will make you one way or the other and you have to decide whether you go left right or straight ahead but when you're a kid i don't think we have an option i think we just have to be like what the fuck was that and then whether they talk to you or not about it eventually you'll have to find a grip with it which i didn't I'm going to be honest, as a child when that happened to me, I remember suppressing it and never discussing it with any, I don't even think I told my friends. You know what, and, and I, I recently made contact with a friend from elementary and I've been meaning to ask him if I ever mentioned it. I don't think I did, but you know, I could be wrong, could be misremembering, we all do that. Or the fact that I was ignored, pushed aside. If I was disabled, then I must be mentally too. So I was put in the corner and never really taught anything. You know? So I assumed, oh, well, maybe I'm just dumb. Maybe I'm just slow. And I really did believe that for a long time. Whether I like to admit it to myself or not, I did. It wasn't until I got to middle school that I understood that I needed to read more, that I needed to understand more, and I needed to get out of my shell, and that not everybody was going to be ugly to me the way they were in elementary. I mean, I had proof. I had two guys who became my bestest of friends, and one girl who I never got to see again but I, I really am thankful for her they showed me that not everybody's the same not everybody so I think I slowly started coming out of my shell and then of course hormones going to play it was interesting so I hope me sharing my stupid dorky ass life and all the things that I had to go through help somebody understand that yes it sucks life really does suck sometimes and it's okay to say that it's okay to get angry about it it's okay to get frustrated and shit I've thrown plates against the wall at this point but if you don't let it out it does simmer I've seen myself get angry and bitter to the point where I didn't go out anymore 
I didn't call my friends. I became addicted to the PlayStation and Xbox and didn't do nothing except play and go to work, play and go to work. I even purposely would get the graveyard shift. You know, this way if they called me and wanted to go out, I, oh, I can't, I have the graveyard shift. And I didn't understand why I was doing it, but I was. And, you know, you're going to go through a lot of things because you're human. The difference is you're going to be added and sprinkled upon with other little factions in your life that are going to suck. Like, when a guy chased me downtown and I tried to run. Or when a guy threw me down the stairs because he wanted to see if my leg was fake. I try to run, try to, to, well, on that one, you know, in all fairness, he did it from behind, so I didn't really see it coming. Or when a guy was trying to ask me out, and the minute he saw me walking, he said, never mind. He didn't want to date someone that's disabled. Mm. All those things are going to come out one way or the other. And they will hurt. I don't care what people tell you. It's going to hurt. It's going to sting. It's going to piss you off. And yeah, deal with it. Not everybody's the same. I ended up with someone who actually never even noticed I limped. In fact, it was kind of shocking to me. I was like, really? You didn't notice the whole me going to the side thing? Didn't. <laughs> he thought I had injured my leg. And then after a while, he thought, man, this injury is taking a long time to heal. But he never, it just never came up. Like, you know. And in my mind, I was like, if he don't ask, I don't have to tell. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't bother him. Why shake the boat? So it wasn't until later on on our, I think it was like our third or fourth date, I finally said, okay, what the fuck? Aren't you going to ask me? And he goes, ask you what? Like, about my leg. And he goes, What's wrong with it? And he goes, yeah, well, okay. He goes, how come it hasn't healed yet? And I said, what? He goes, yeah, well, how come it hasn't healed yet? And I went, uh, it never will? And he goes, what? And I'm like, I have polio. He goes, you have what? And I'm like, I have polio. I'm disabled. Didn't you notice one leg is actually physically smaller than the other? And he goes, no. I never really paid attention to that. I gotta admit, that first time I heard that, it made me happy. Not because he was oblivious, uh, but because he didn't care. It, he noticed it, ah, okay, and then moved on. That was cool. And it was cool when other people said it too. So depending on who you are out there, depending how disabled or what disability you have. Life sucks, it really does. But it's all how you handle it, man. I went from a little, naive little girl to someone who will bitch slap you if you touch me the wrong way or insult me. And I'm not saying everybody has to be as sarcastic or mean as me or as funny. 
but <laughs> you do have to defend yourself and I'm saying that with all grain of salt people you do okay disabled or not you do you have to defend yourself against verbal or physical abuse as much as you can and one of the things I learned is all those kids I met at the Shriners I've been trying to um, figure out and remember what happened and I, I talked to my dad and I go I wonder what happened to all of them and he looked at me puzzled and he goes most of them died and I went what? and he goes yeah because we talked about this and I'm like we did? he goes yeah we were in middle school he goes most of those kids didn't make it because not that they weren't taken care of properly or anything like that it's complications you know and I knew that. I knew that eventually complications happened. I, I always knew when I was little because I overheard them. The doctor would always tell my parents that I probably won't make it to, to 8 or 10. Max, they gave me like 15. Max. And that's because they knew I was taken care of that I went to uh, physical therapy, that I was treated as a normal girl, and I, you know, I was taking care of myself, and my parents took care of me. But that was the time they were giving me, you know. Um, so when I turned 15, I already knew this, you know, I, I overheard everything. Kids listen. Kids listen a lot. They understand whether you like it or not. They might have questions, but we understand. And um, so when I made it to 15, I was like, huh. By then, I was a, a stupid, not teenager going through hormones. And I kind of laughed about it a little bit, but then came the other aspect of it, you know, like trying to adjust to a changing body. Sorry, guys, periods and everything else, but it did hurt let me tell you something so that's where we're gonna really get into um my anatomy in my hip area <laughs> but that'll be next episode um it's important it's important that we discuss on the medical aspects of it because there's a lot I know you thought it was over and it was just going to be fun, quirky stories of people like pushing me, but they're not. <laughs> um, or shoes. It's not. Even though I saw this awesome pair of boots I wanted. But they were slip-ons. There were these black boots I saw at Macy's and they were embroidered with these beautiful designs and, and um, bright colors and like little stones. I love glitter on my shoes. Just my shoes, by the way. Nothing else. And, um, yeah, I couldn't buy them. I just sat there staring at them going, figures. Because, you know, either I buy two pairs or I don't, as the story goes. Kind of sucked. But, um, there's a lot of other things medically that happen. And, and again, these are just some of my little problems because I'm level one. Yeah, okay, add everything else that happened to me over the years, but 
I could only imagine levels 2s, 3s, 4s, and now 5s. After seeing that documentary on Netflix, I really, really hope that people understand the consequences. It just reminded me and grounded me all over again of how lucky and unlucky I am. But compared to those children, I am extremely lucky because I'm still walking. Not supposed to be, but I am. I am a joyous person when I want to be, and I'm very fortunate. And I know that. That's why it makes me so emotional to know that you're making a choice for a child you love. That's wrong. But again, consequences. That's all we're going to discuss. I'm not here to change your mind. Anyway, so I'll see you. I see you. <laughs> I'll talk to y'all next episode where we're going to get into deep discussion of the, well, what happens down there? 